five is a prayer for our own lives. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. May it be so for every one of us here, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask that you put your word in my mouth to speak even by the power of your Holy Spirit as you lead. In Jesus' name. Amen. The message, the second one, titled, The Mighty Word of God. And we said God doesn't do anything apart from his word. God cannot speak except through his word. And when God speaks through his word, the Bible tells us that word is the son of the living God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Because God sent his word. We will come to that later. God sent his word to the earth. But then he packaged that word in human flesh. You can read in Hebrews. A body, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 10. A body you prepared for me. So Jesus, God prepared a body for the word. And the word took that body and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Glory of the only begotten of the Son, full of grace and truth. So the word is full of grace and truth. The word is the carrier of grace. The word is the carrier of faith. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word, God does nothing outside this word. So when you are outside God's word, you are outside God's realm. God cannot touch you when you are outside his word. You have to stay with his word. That's where it is. You may be tempted to get out of the word and think otherwise because what you are seeing in the natural seems to contradict what the word says and you feel because you are natural, it's better to be on the other side. That would be a serious mistake. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. No matter what's happening around you, the only safe place to be is the Word. Stay in the Word. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be at peace. I've overcome the world. Who overcome the world? The Word! The Word is Jesus. I have overcome the world. Be at peace. You will have tribulation. But that doesn't matter. Stay peaceful. Because the word came into the earth to overcome the world. Can you see what I'm talking about? Many times we want Jesus. Jesus is the word. That's what the Bible tells us in John chapter 1 verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word that dwelt among us changed lives. And it's still changing lives. If you bring that word into you, the word will change your life. 
is the word of the living God. And this is what God says to us concerning his word. What did God say? God is not a man that he should lie. That is Numbers 23 verse 19. This was a prophet, false prophet, prophet, but he was walking with God at the time. If he cursed you, you're cursed. And so this king, Balak, employed this prophet, Balaam, to curse the children of Israel. God says you can't curse them. They're already blessed. You can't curse them. There is a king among the shout of a king among them. And that shout is the shout of the king, king Jesus among them. You can't curse them. God has already blessed them. So he says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he has said something, if God has said something, guess what he says? He will do it. He may not do it at the time you want him to do it, but he will do it if you stay with it. If God has said something, he will do it. If he has spoken, he will make his word good. That's what God says. So the thing is to stay with the word until the goodness of the word hits you. Amen? The goodness is on its way. I'm holding on to the word of God. The goodness and the fullness of the word of God. God cannot deny himself. He is faithful. You gotta, we have to believe this. Even when we are going through difficult times, you have to believe it. I hold on to the word. There's nothing else to hold on to. And hold on to man's opinion and how they feel or even how I feel. The word supersedes that. The word takes preeminence. So I honor the word of God above whatever I'm going through. And you should. Because the word of God will always have preeminence. And if it's contrary to the word of God, he changes. The word of God changes that. God is not a man that he should lie. In Matthew 24, verse 35, Jesus told us this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will by no means pass away. So the word abides. Even if the whole world is destroyed, the word of God is still here. Because the word of God is eternal. And it abides with us. The word of God is eternal. We got to believe it. No matter what we're going through, stay with the word of God. Learn the word of God. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He gives you peace and confidence. And lack of worry, even in times of difficulty. That's what the word does. Because the word will come through. God said this again in Isaiah 55. I like this. Beginning from verse 10 to 12. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven. And do not return there. 
but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed hello it may give seed to the sower please understand what's going on here the word it makes the earth bring forth and bud that the, it may give seed to the sower and bread for the eater God said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. God has already declared it. That word is going to do whatever God sent it for. He sent his word into the earth. Packaged it in human flesh. And the word dwelt with us. What a privilege we have. To be able to dwell with the word of God. He's still here with us today. Even after his resurrection. It says it won't return to him void. But it shall accomplish what I please. So what he pleased is what he said. Amen. What he wanted was what he said. And when he says it. No matter what. He comes, he comes to pass. Listen. Listen to what's happening here. The word is like the rain. Okay? It falls on the earth. The Bible tells us here. We don't pay attention. The word does its work silently. If you watch some of the videos of the Serengeti, the drought and everything, and then all of a sudden the rain comes, it was this work. You, you're not paying attention. But the grass begins to grow. It's because of the rain. It begins to produce. It does its work so silently. You're not even paying attention. And before you know, there are flowers and all of this. Because of the rain. Amen. That's the way God's word works in your life. You are not even aware that he's doing something in you and in your family and everything around you. You're totally ignorant of it. You're not paying attention, but you receive the rain, the word. Amen. You receive the rain. And slowly but surely, it begins to bud. And then you can have seed. That's what the word is telling us. Listen to this, what he says. I, I, I usually will stop. It's accomplished what it pleased. And then God added, because of the word, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Why? For, because he will prosper, the word is to help us. Think about it. For, you shall go out with joy. The word is for you. He births. He ministers to you so that you go out with, for, with joy. For you shall go out because you will go out with joy and be led out with what? Peace. The word brings you joy. 
even in times of difficulty because he's doing a deep work inside of you that you are totally unaware. He seems silent, but there is peace. God says, because I'm doing this, I'm sending out my word so I can make you go out with joy and have peace. When you have peace, you are not in worry. You are not down today, tomorrow, up. I'm feeling good now. Oh, I'm feeling bad. You never stay unstable because the world hasn't taken root. You have peace. It's true. You have peace. Even in times of very difficult times, you still have peace in God. Because the word has taken root. It's not anything that you've done and you cannot claim that this is, I have this. No, it's the word that's taken its place in your life and it's doing its work. If you don't yell, amen, I will yell, amen. Because it's the truth. And I know you're hearing the truth this morning. And believe me, God's changing things in your life. You may not be aware of it. Your life is being changed. Your love for God is improving. And you just can't tell. These days you just want to be around God's people. That's not because of you. You know why? It's the word. Everything God does is by the word of God. For you will go out with joy and be led with peace. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You can turn anyway, it's still green. Listen, he makes you. You don't make yourself. He makes you to lie down there. Where it's green. Hallelujah. Where it's green. And he's not just speaking. This is the word of God. is truth. All we have to do is believe. And believe me, when you believe God's word, you will be tested. God wants to know if you move away from it when things don't go the way you think he should. It's a test. He tested Abraham. You will be tested. We'll come into that. I like the word of God. Listen. The word of God, it says, in Isaiah 44, verse 25 and 26. You can write this down so you can go back and study yourself. It says, God, the word of God, frustrates the signs of the babblers and drives diviners mad. We, that's what happened to Balaam. <laughs> he lost his life. The same man that said that God used to say, God is not a man that he should lie. He lost his life. He was actually speaking to a donkey. They had conversation before he realized he was talking to a donkey. Because God didn't want him to go to divination. And he was going to go, and God drove him mad. <laughs> he drives diviners mad. 
Who turns the wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolishness? Who confirms the word of his servant? This is where in some of these other countries, like in Africa, they understand. Listen. He confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers. We don't think about that. In these third world countries, when pastors say something to them, and you guys can bear with me, it means a lot to them. It means a lot to them. I didn't say this. God says he performs the counsel of his messengers. And sometimes Christians, they, because they are not in the spirit, they'll kick against what the pastor wants. You're in real trouble then. You're in real trouble then. Because the counsel is not really from the pastor. It may not make sense to you, but it's from God's word. But now you're kicking against it and coming from your own mind and you're going to suffer. And in some of these third world countries, pastor will tell them, okay, you go home, God's going to do this. They have no more question. They're gone, happy. And guess what? God does it. But here, the first question is, how do you know? They're not going to listen. Did God speak to you? So, like some comedian says, this man has a great word of God. Hmm. It's like something smells around him. And he, mm, mm. he has a word to speak. And then the word he says, today is Friday. We already know it's Friday. We already know it's Friday. Because people want to hear People just say things. But when you are dealing with somebody who is truly following God, and they say something according to the scriptures, God does what they say. I didn't say that. Read the scripture. He performs, he confirms the words of his servant. And that's what we do. When we speak the word in the message, it's not the pastor God confirms his word. So I am free. I'm totally out of it. It's the word that is doing the work. Can you hear the word? God confirms because his servant speaks his word. And so when the servant is speaking his word and the people listen, guess what happens? God confirms his word. The word makes it good. Has nothing to do with the servant. But God listens to the counsel of his messenger. And he expects the Christians to understand that. Who confirms the words of his servants and performs the counsel of his messengers? Who says to Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited. To the cities of Judah, you shall be built. And I will raise up 
are waste places. I believe God is about to do something great with the Ark Fellowship. When this uh, COVID thing is out, I have no doubt in my mind that God's going to be doing things with the Ark Fellowship that you won't believe. If you have to have a vision, it's got to be much bigger than you. And I'm not concerned, like, you know, our church is the way it is, small, not some medium-sized, whatever it is. That's not what I'm after. God can change the world with just 12 people. So we're not going to hold back. We're going to go for it. And God is going to use us greatly. Every one of us. Amen? Not just the pastors, but every one of us. Let me just move on because of time. Um, What the word does in us. Let me talk about that a little bit. What the word does in us. First thing the word does for us, the word of God brings us prosperity. Okay? And that's God's will. Success. Success. And that's what's going to happen with the Ark Fellowship. We will have success. Great success. I'm going to get my $40 million for the church. I keep saying it, but I believe it. And I'm glad that we have a lot of people, including children, that believe God's going to give us that. Not for my family, but for ministry. We are going to be able to do God's work. If you believe with me, if two shall agree concerning anything that they shall ask. On the earth, the, Jesus said I was going to do it. So I'm believing God for the 40 million, not for my family, but to reach the world. Why not us? Why do we have to wait for a bigger church? We can do it. The first thing is prosperity, and the Bible tells us this. In Joshua 1 verse 8, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Keep thinking about the book, the word of God. We're talking about the word of God. Let it not depart from your mouth. Meditate. In other words, repeat it, recite it over and over. You know, with with, with your mouth. That's the way to meditate. Just to think about the word and talk about it. In, in speaking out, like Michael was sharing this morning. So I'm meditating it day and night. Listen, when you meditate in it day and night, notice it's the word. That's the key here. Understand is the word. It says when you don't let it get out of your mouth and you're thinking about it, that's when you will be able to observe what he's saying. Because what God is asking you to do is not natural. It's supernatural. And the word gets you to the place of the supernatural. Because you meditate day and night that you may, be, uh, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. 
you are not able to observe to do if you don't speak the word, you don't meditate on the word, you don't abide in the word, you can't do it. The revelation will not come. So is the word. It's the word that does that. That you may be able to observe to do. So that comes with, that is obedience. For then, because you have obeyed, for then you will make your way, what? Prosperous. Who will make your way prosperous? God? No. Because God is already in you. The word is in you. And the word is working. It's burning. It's bringing fruit now. You can see the but now you got seed. Amen. You got seed. So you know you will prosper. And then it says you will have what? Good success. Not success, but good success. There is bad success. And there is good success. Amen. So God will give you good success. Because of the word alone. So to prosper is God's will. When you stay with God's word, you do. The word begins to tell you. If you stay with giving, the word of giving comes into you. And you never was a giver. All of a sudden, you just want to give. And you keep giving. You keep giving. You're sowing. Now you got seed. Because the word is in you. Before long, you begin to reap a harvest. Because harvest day is coming. There is reaping. And there is a harvest day that is coming. May God give you your harvest day. Amen. Every one of you, may God bless you with your harvest day. Number two, when you stay with the word and the word begins to work in your life to bring you to your destiny, the word will test you. You will be tested. Everybody's going to be tested. Your attitude during the test is what determines your destiny. You see, God tested Abraham. It's very clear. It was all out of the blue. I mean, all of a sudden. And the Lord tested Abraham. For what? Abraham was doing well. He was working with God. Nothing was wrong. But God then told him, take your son. I think it was very painful to him. But he knew his God and he knew the word. And he rested in God's kindness and mercy. And he believed even if this child dies, God's going to raise him. But I'm going to obey God. May God bring us to a place like that. No matter what it is, I am going to obey my God. I am going to do this. I'm not holding back. We hold back too much. We hold back too much. Because we are afraid of tomorrow. We are afraid of what people will think. It's true. The Bible tells us in Psalm 105, beginning from verse 16. It says, Moreover, he called for a famine. God called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provisions of bread. God did. Then he sent a man before them. Joseph. Who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with feathers. In other words, they put him in chains. 
this was the favorite son. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Can you see that? It was a test. But I love Joseph. He never complained. Left home, sold by his brothers. I don't even know if Potiphar knew that his brother sold him. He won't say. Accused by his Potiphar's wife, you think things were getting better for Joseph? He was now like a prince in the, the house of Potiphar, a man that was connected to the Pharaoh. Things were going well. And all of a sudden, this temptation came. And he wouldn't. And then for doing what was right, he wound up in prison. The word of the Lord tested him. But Joseph never complained. He was quiet. As if he knew God is leading me. He's guiding me to my destiny. But if you were living it, you don't see it that way. You see, like, what did he do wrong? Why is everything happening bad with him? But God was taking him to his destiny. If he wasn't in that prison, Pharaoh's prison, where people from Pharaoh's, uh, of the Pharaoh's officers will go when they go to prison, how would he have met the butler and all these guys? God, the word of God tested him. So God's word can t- always will test you. We call it temptation, <laughs> right? And Satan will resist us. But we stay with the word, amen? You stand on the word. You stay with the word. You never yield. You never show defeat. You stand with strength. Even when you feel weak, God says when you're weak, then you are strong. You can acknowledge what's going on. You don't deny it. But you know God is with you. You have his word. And God will deliver you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said to the king, we're not careful to even answer you. Our God will deliver us. They were sure. Our God will deliver us from your furnace. I mean, this was a literal fire standing before it. Yet they were unafraid because they trusted the God and they trusted his word. These are no fictions. That's true. We will be tested. They didn't do anything wrong. And yet they had to go into the fire. Air-conditioned fire. Hmm. So the word of God will test you. Please understand. When God is trying to bring you to a place, it's sometimes it's not difficult, it's not an easy road. <laughs> I used to say, they used to have a song when I was in Nigeria, it's not an easy road, it's not an easy road. And I'm saying, it's a hard road, I agree with you. <laughs> when God is leading you and bringing you to your destiny, there is a fight. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why are you not afraid? The word of God is with me. Jesus is with me. 
and I will make it. We have to understand that that we'll be tested. Oh God. Oh, God, help me. (laughs) The Word of God is designed to set you apart from the rest of the world. You're different. You may experience what they're experiencing, but the Word of God has a way of setting you apart where you are, even though He loves everybody, that you are special to him. You're different. You are his son. His son. God has only sons. You are his son. It's like Jesus, a replica of his son. Amen? Just as he loved Jesus, you set apart. He sets you apart. You know why? He has an assignment for you. I was listening to T.L. Osborne. I think Jonathan sent that to me. He said he doesn't buy into this thing that when God wants to do something, he goes to this individual, and if this individual didn't do it, he leaves the individual and finds somebody. He said, that's not right. There's nobody like you. There can be nobody on this earth even after you live like you. You have your DNA one and only. There is nobody like you. And God didn't create you for nothing. You have an assignment. And if you don't fulfill your assignment, nobody in this whole universe can do it. Just you. And I agree with him. I agree with him. If I don't do it, for my God, he's never done. Because I was created to fulfill that purpose. And for that purpose, he set me apart. Amen. He set you apart. No matter who you are, if you have accepted Christ, you have a purpose. God has set you apart. You are special. Nobody is like you. Nobody can do what you can do. Nobody can fulfill your assignment. If it's not done by you, you're going to answer for it. It wasn't done. It wasn't done. It wasn't done. So I beg God, show me. Show me what you want me to do. At least let me try. Rather than just sit back and do nothing. Complaining. And wondering why things are not going my way. Let me try. Jesus says, sanctify them by your truth. How does God sanctify you? Sanctify means to set apart. How does God? Through his word. Back to the word. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is what? Truth. So if you are going to be set apart, it's got to be by the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I set myself apart. For their sakes, I sanctified myself. That they also may be sanctified by the truth. So, he set the world apart for you. For himself. He's the word. I pray that God gives you understanding today. That you understand what I'm trying to say to you today. The word of God and the place of the word of God. The word of God, if you put it inside of you, you will have so much love for him. That doesn't mean you won't make mistakes, but every mistake is painful. And you just love him. You want to be in his presence all the time. Amen. I'm going to go to the next one. And uh, I go to one through four, but I want to go to this. Psalm 107, verse 20. He says, he sent his word and healed them. Not a man. The word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Not just healing, but destructions. How does he accomplish this? By his word. He sent his word, in my mind, he sent Jesus into the world to heal us. To heal us. And I'm going to end with this because I, I skipped one, but I wanted to go on this today. In Psalm 30, verse 1, he says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up. You have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. I have stood on this scripture. I stood on this scripture. You have, I cried out to my God and he heard me. He has healed me. I believe in that completely. I cried out to the Lord. He says, I brought your soul up from the grave. God, in his mercy, I believe him with all of my heart. He's brought my soul off from the grave. Because that's what I was told. He has not going to. He has according to his word. And I stay with that. Whether it has to big or not small. Doesn't bother me. I believe in God's word. When I'm weak. 
stand and strong. And I've seen God do that. I've seen God do that. It's quite an experience. I come in here very weak. But once I step up here, Sunday after Sunday, I can feel him. I can feel him. I know he's working. Don't understand everything. But I know he's working. And I know he's going to be bigger. I see it in my mind. I see that. I see hundreds of people being healed because that's what God has done through my life before. I see that. This is just a test in my mind. And I don't worry about what people think. That's not an issue for me. I don't worry about the past. I'm not God. But I stay with his word. Amen? I stay with his word. And I know, no doubt in my mind, I'm going to be around the world winning souls. You will be standing with me. Amen? Some of you are going to go. God has a great work for us. I think more of those things than, I don't see myself sick. I told my wife, I don't see myself. It's like I'm outside looking in and hearing everything that they are saying. I don't see that. And I'm not afraid. I've never been afraid. Because of his grace. I can't claim that it's me, okay? I know it's his grace. It's God's grace. When the time is fulfilled, on the day of manifestation... And I can't wait because I'm ready to run. I'm telling you, I'm ready to run. I just cannot wait. I'm ready to run. And I'm not going to be looking at, there's no obstacle too big. We're going to run as a church. And some of you, let me say this is prophesy if I will say because as I'm closing. Some of you will be doing things that you never imagined. I believe that. Some of you sitting here today, you just came, you're thinking, I'm just a new member. And I'm like, well, God's going to be using you. You will be amazed at what God's going to do. I do remember uh, a lady, a young lady, then um, I was teaching a class in Georgia. Um, you all know Angela. And um, I was teaching a gifts of the spirit class. And after we started practicing, so we stand up and we prophesy over people. And they were prophesying over her that she was going to cast out demons, heal the sick, and then she was rolling her eyes. You guys are nuts. You guys are nuts. And uh, you know how she was. You know, She's just a joker. Never took things seriously. So this day, when they were prophesying over her in the class, She's been in the class. She listened to everything. But the prophecy took her off because it was too much for her. Me healing people and, and, and me uh, casting out devils. <laughs> I remember I was casting out the devil. She wanted to get out of the room so fast. <laughs> she didn't want anything like it. But then God, God opened the door for her to go with me to Africa. And uh, I told them what to do with casting out devils and everything. 
and she had her first person, and she was casting out the devil, and there was a lot of manifestation. She wasn't paying attention. She was looking at me. It's like, what are you doing? Come here and help me. And I did like I didn't see her. I just continued to do what I was doing. So when finally she realized there was no help coming, she got serious. She got serious. And then the demon left, and the lady was happy, worshiping God. And I saw her do something like this. You know her. And I yelled back to her. I said, Angela, you're not true. She needs to receive the Holy Spirit. She rolled her eyes. (laughs) I've got to do that as well. And then after a while, the lady was praying in tongues. And everybody, if you've been in Africa, once they see a manifestation, everybody lines in that line. So she had a lot of people she had to pray with. (laughs) She was the real. They won't even come to my line this time. They are seeing the manifestation here, so they stayed for their help there. As they come over here, no, no, no. That lady, she has power. (laughs) And uh, we sat down. she was happy about it. And she said to me, uh, Brother Goodluck, you guys, you deal with the healing. I'm going to deal with the demons and getting them filled with your spirit. I said, you came under my umbrella. What I tell you to do, that's what you do. You don't make your own decision here. She says, yes, sir. <laughs> and before long, she was doing everything. The pastors were begging. This was a woman that, you know her. Pastors were begging me, please let her come to my church. I want her to come and preach. And then she turned around and says, good luck. Everything that was prophesied to me in that class, I'm experiencing now. Amen? God's going to use every one of us. Can I hear Amen? God's going to use every one of us. So get yourself ready. It's going to be a great future. Amen? Put your hands together. Give him a clap. Thank you, Lord. My friend, uh, Michael Manicure, please stand up. Your wife, Pam. I know you came today. You heard the word today. You're going to believe God for your healing. We've seen a lot of backs healed here in the church. And uh, where's Pastor Michael? Karen? Karen, can you come up front here? They know what to do. They'll pray with you. You see, this has, you know, Michael, you know everything to do, right? You don't need to, you guys know. So you guys are going to pray.
Amen. Let him walk more. Are we ready to go? Please let him walk some more. I want him to. It's very important because when he's walking, there are things in his mind. I can do it. So that's why I'm doing this for him to walk some more without the cane. So he gets to understand God has done something for him here today. That's very important. Um, and I need you, Michael. Say the word, I am healed, I'm healed, and then do the walking to show that. It will never return. In the name of Jesus. How many agree with me today? Say that he will never return in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you guys can bear with me. I know it's past time. I'm very conscious of time, but that's because you love him. Amen? That's because you love him. That's wonderful. Wonderful. You stay in his presence, things begin to change. And I'm going to see a lot of changes in our church and people. I see a lot of people coming into our church. Some of them don't think much about themselves, but God's going to use them greatly. And uh, it's not about a full church for me. I want people, my joy is to see God's people being used. That's exciting for me. It's so pleasurable to me. You won't believe. I love not me doing it, but you doing it. Some of you young people, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, like T.D. Jake says. Get ready, okay? <laughs> because God's going to use you. Can you say with me, God's going to use me? Yes, young people, get ready. Get ready. Mm. Thank you for bearing with me. Michael is walking. He's, he's probably hot right now. <laughs> oh, Father, thank you. I give you praise. Pastor Josh, you want to come up, please?
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for that word. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that he still heals today in 2020, right? Praise God. So for those viewers online, thank you for bearing bearing with us. Thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. You still have to love Pastor. You still have to love him. So for those who are gathered online and in this very, um, very congregation, there's been some people in the past that has said, yes, Jesus, you are my personal Lord and Savior. Praise God for that. But as we see what's going on in time and time after time, we have been astray from the word of God. And God said, not tomorrow, not next week, but today you could make that opportunity to rededicate your life to Christ. Praise God, we still have that freedom. We have that opportunity to, to make that decision. If that's you online or here in this congregation, I want to encourage you to say yes to God. To yes to God. If you said, Lord, at one point in time I knew you, but I'm done with my old ways and I want to rededicate my life to you. If that's you, I want to pray with you today. Right now. The Lord said today. Don't leave this church or leave and log off if you're not sure, if you walked out this building, that you know for sure your name was written on the book of life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God, for bearing with us. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. And Jesus, I confess my sins to you. And Lord, I rededicate my life to you. For those online, for those in this church, this is not to play with. This is a holy moment. If you said that, the Lord sees your hand. He sees that confession you made. Make sure you know where you will be spending an eternity. And church, and for those online, we thank you. It's an honor to be up here every Sunday to be able to do this for you. And please, make sure you know where you will be spending eternity. We're always here for you. We're praying here every day for you. We're just one phone call away. God bless you. And remember, God can make the impossible possible because he's God. God bless you and your children. We love you. Take care.